0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bedtime with Dan. I've got a nice cup of tea, and I've got my hoodie on, and I'm ready for a story. Uh, So let's get cracking with it. This week's story is the Wolver, Scotland's most northerly islands, the Shetland Islands, are home to the beautiful, stocky Shetland ponies. They are also the home of the Wolver, (coughs) a mythical creature who has the body of a man but the head, feet and hands of a wolf. Tradition tells us that the wolver is kind and helpful and gives away the fish that he catches. Early every morning, Jorita and Joel rose from their beds to help their parents prepare for work. They helped their father arrange his nets in his boat and waved him goodbye as he sailed on into the deep waters to harvest the fish that the family would need to live. They helped their mother strap on the long wicker crew and waved her goodbye, she set off to sell yesterday's catch at the farmhouse inland. Then Jarl and Jarrita would go to the field beside their cottage to harness up their pony. They called the pony Sheltie, for she was a true Shetland pony of the broad and sturdy kind, bred only on those islands which lay in the wild waters of the Atlantic Ocean far north of Scotland. Sheltie stood no higher than an eight-year-old child, had a chestnut brown coat, a silky white mane, and dark eyes with long black eyelashes. You are the most beautiful Shetland pony in all of the Shetland Islands, Gerita would whisper in the pony's ear. And you are the strongest pony in all of the Shetland Islands, Joel would say as he clambered onto her back. Then Dorita would climb on behind her big brother and they would rival off to the village school along the track overlooking the cliffs. It happened one morning that the wind was blowing hard, as it often does on the Shetland Islands, and the water was roiling and broiling around the cliffs. Dorita shaded her eyes and looked towards the horizon. I hope Daddy doesn't get caught in the storm at sea. Oh Daddy can read the weather, said Joel. He has fished these seas for many years and knows in every mood. When Drita and Joel reached the village, they tethered their pony with a long rope and left her to graze on the on the scatold beside the schoolhouse. Through lesson time and lunchtime, the wind raged outside. It tugged at the chimney pots and ratted the windows, but the schoolhouse was solid and stood firm against the bluster. After school, they mounted the pony to make their way home. Dorita put her arms around her brother and hugged him tightly as they returned along the cliff track. The wind is getting fierce, she said, burying her face in his jacket. I hope that Daddy has turned his boat for home. Our Daddy is a good sailor, Jared reassured her. The ocean is so big and his boat is so small, I'm afraid that it might overturn and be lost forever. Our Daddy will find a sheltered bay and stay there until the wind dies away. Dorita glanced to where white foaming breakers were crashing in along the beach. She gripped her brother's arm. What's that? She cried in alarm. Where? Joel reined Sheltie to a halt. Dorita pointed to something floundering about in the water. It's a seal, Joel laughed, surfing the waves as they do. No, Dorita slid from the pony's back and went to the cliff's edge. It's not a seal. Joel dismounted and followed his sister. They lay down, peered over the cliff. Indeed, it is not a seal, he agreed. He watched the creature for a moment longer, and then he said slowly, but neither is it a human being. Above the noise of the wind, they could hear the creature's pitiful cries, sounds halfway between a yelp and a scream. Whatever it is, we must rescue it, declared Dorita. We'll take the path near here that leads to the beach. I'll loosen Sheltie's tethered rope and bring it with us. Joel called after his sister as she began to scramble down the cliff path. Be careful. But Dorita reached the foot of the cliff. The storm was at full force and the sky was filled with black clouds and driving rain. Although she couldn't see very clearly, she realised that the creature was in a terrible trouble. The swell of the sea was batting it back and forth and the poor thing was so weak that it could not scramble out the water. Stretch out your hand, Dorita shouted. I will try to pull you in. But when the creature did as she said, Dorita saw that it was not a hand at the end of this arm, but it was a huge hairy paw. Dorita's eyes opened wide. She waved frankly at her brother as he ran towards carrying the rope. They stared into the gathering gloom and saw that the creature also had a huge hairy head. It's a wolf! exclaimed Dorita. We must let it drown, Jolt said. There are no wolves on the Shetland Islands and neither do we want there to be. It seems a cruel thing to do, Dorita whispered. A wolf would kill sheep and cattle and even children if it got the chance. The creature fixed pleading eyes upon the two children. Help, it cried out. You, help, please. The children glanced at each other without saying anything more. Joel threw the tethered rope into the water. The creature caught the rope, and Joel and Jerita hauled it onto the shingle beach, where it lay moaning. It had the body of a man, but the head and paws of a wolf, and was the strangest thing they'd ever seen. We shouldn't get too close to it, Joel warned his sister. But dressed in a torn shirt and trousers, its fur bed-raggled, bed-raggled and... With blood oozing from a cut on its head, it didn't seem the least bit scary. Drita knelt down, she took her hanky out of her pocket to clean up the blood. The creature whimpered as she dabbed the wound there there she crooned as her mother did to her when she fell over and cut her leg or arm. Wee it now, he'll be bright and brawl in two shakes of a lamb's tail. They helped it sit up, and Joel took off his jacket and wrapped it around the creature's shoulders. Are you a wolf? Jarl asked. Although they'd never heard of a th- there being a wolf on the Shetland Islands, the children had seen pictures of them in storybooks. No, I'm not a wolf, the creature replied in a gruff voice. What are you then? said Jarl. I am a wolver, the creature replied. We've never met a wolver before, said Jarl. And I've never spoken to one of you small creatures before, said the, the wolver. But I'm very glad today is the day that I did. So are we, eater smiled. The wolver studied her face carefully and copied her smile in return. But the wolver had an awful lot of sharp-looking teeth, so his smile didn't appear as friendly as he might have imagined. What is a wolver? Jared asked. The wolver gave her a puzzling look. Wolver? he said. Is Wolver. Do you have a name? said Joel. Wolver. Joel is asked about your giving name, Dorita explained. What should we call you? You call me Wolver for that is what I am. My name is Joel, said Joel. It means an earl. My name is Jerita, she said. It means a bird. My name is Wolver. Said the wolver, it means wolver. Drita giggled. How did you fall into the sea? She asked the wolver. Hit head on rock. Big wave knocked me in the water when I was fishing. The wolver pointed to a huge rock that stood in the water a few yards offshore. My fishing rock. My wolver stain. Why have we never met you before? Wolver always fishes on the seaward side. Hide when boats passed, and must never be seen. Where do you live in cave? Joel and Jorita helped Wolver stumble up to his cave, which was in the cliff above the high tide water line. Wolver's home was snug, lined with blankets, and filled with ornaments he must have collected on the beach at low tide. Joel and Jorita, who'd often come beachcombing themselves knew that lots of interesting things floated in from the huge ships that passed on their way to America on the far side of the world. You have a lovely home, Joel said politely. Yes, said Wolver. But now Wolver must go somewhere else. Please don't go somewhere else, said Gerita, disappointed. She'd been looking forward to telling everyone at school the next day on how she had rescued Wolver from the sea. She'd hoped she might see him again and perhaps bring him some scones that she baked herself. We could visit you and you could visit us, said Joel. We'd like to be your friend. Wolver shook his big head. That is why I must move, he said. We can never be friends. Why not, Dorita protested. Once people see Wolver they shout and throw stones, chase Wolver with swords and pitchforks. Please stay, said Joel. We won't tell anyone about you. Yes, you will, Wolver looked at the children with wisdom in his eyes. Wolver we'll stay one day more, and we will find a new cave. He will not see me again, but Walva we'll thanks for his life. When Drita and Joel eventually reached home, their mother was standing at the door of the cottage. Where have you been? She called out to them. But before they could reply, she went on. Your father had an accident as he tried to reach the safe harbour in the storm. The boat ran into a rock and broke his arm. Drita screamed and jumped down from the pony. Don't worry, my dearie, the mum hugged her. Your dad is quite all right and sitting by the fire. But it will be weeks before the boat is repaired and his arm healed and his arm healed enough for him to go out fishing. Joel and Dorita knew this was a disaster. I was selling fish that fed and clothed them and gave them boots to wear in the winter. It is indeed a bleak day for this house. The mother took the savings jar from the mantelpiece and emptied the money into the kitchen table. When she'd count it in exchange to look with her father and said, This is not enough here to see us through the days and weeks ahead. We must think of how we might manage to put food on our table. That night after the family had eaten their evening meal, Joel and Dorito's mother and father spoke to them. There are difficult decisions to be made in our house. We must be, be we must be brave and our two, two children must especially be brave. Joel spoke up. I will help repair the boat, and if it is seaworthy before Dad's arm is healed, then I will take it out and fish the seas. My son, his mother replied, you are yet too young to handle the boat and the net. Dorita spoke up, I will cast the net and help draw it in. My daughter, her father replied, you are yet too small to cast the net and draw it in. We will do it together, said Jarl and Dorita. Jarl and Ria's parents shook their heads. We will not place our children in such danger. Then how can we eat, said Jarl? How can we live, said Jarl? You are being called to do a braver thing than go out in your daddy's boat, the mother replied, and tears dropped from her eyes as she spoke. Tomorrow will be the last day that Sheltie can carry you to and from school, said their father. After that, you must walk the road yourselves, there and back again. I do not mind walking the long road to school and back again each day, said Dorita. Nor do I, said Joel. But what will Sheltie do when we are at school? Their father spoke with sorrow in his voice. Tomorrow's morrow, it will be Sheltie to be sold. The price she brings us will see us through until I am well enough to repair the boat and fish at sea again. Dorita wept as she lay in bed that night and Joel brushed his own tears away while comforting his sister. The next day, Joel and Jorita did not chat with each other like they usually did when Sheltie carried them to school. On the way home on the cliff path, Jerita suddenly burst out. This will be the very last time we will ever ride your pony, Sheltie. My heart is breaking with sadness. Mine too, said her brother. But Sheltie must be sold, for father cannot fish the sea with a broken arm. Unknown to the children, in the cave below, the wolf had listened to what they were saying. That night, as she would have no fish to sell the next day, nor for many day after, their mother put an empty crew outside the door of their cottage. But the next morning, when Jarl and Jarita opened the door to walk to school, the crew was breaming over with fish. To the children's great joy, they were allowed to keep Sheltie for another day. Every day after that, the same thing happened. At night, the empty crew would be left outside, and in the morning it would be full of fish. Our friends and neighbours must be sharing their catch with us, said the children's mother. Indeed they must, said the children's father. For how else will the crawl be filled with fish each morning? Jerita and Joel said nothing at all. One day when winter came and their mother went outside to strap on the fish crawl, she saw prints in the snow. They were not footprints of a man nor woman, but of something else entirely. Gracious me, she said. It is a wonder our fish have not been eaten, for there was a creature prowling around our door last night. She examined the tracks in the snow. If I didn't know better, I think it would have been a wolf. (laughs) It's not a wolf track, said Rita. It's a wolver, said Joel before he could stop himself. Whatever is a wolver, asked the mother, to which the children replied, wolver is a wolver. That's a good name for a made-up friend. Their mother laughed. He'll be glad, and I'll be glad anyway. That for tomorrow, we need no more charity. Your father is fit and well enough to go fishing again. On the way to school that morning, Joel and Dorita brought their beloved pony Sheltie to a halt near the cliff path that led to the beach. Daddy is better now, Dorita called out as loudly as she could. Joel cupped his hands to his mouth. We do not need your help any more. Then both children shouted Thank you very much, Wolver From the cliffs from the cliffs an echo came back Wolver, Wolver, Wolver. Although Dorita and Joel searched the cliff face for many a day or more, they never found Wolver's new cave home. And though they scanned every large rock in the sea, they never they never saw Wolver fishing on the new Wolver Stain. But now and then, when walking on the beach, they would come across print in a large pore in the sand. Another story I'd never heard before, but I really enjoyed it. So hopefully you guys got 20 minutes of peace and quiet to enjoy that story. And uh, I'll catch you on Friday for the regular show. See you later, guys.